Welcome to episode five of Cock Talk, the podcast. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host for episode five is Joel Keith himself. And together we got to sipping on good whiskey sours that we made all homemade. Uh, and we used the egg whites from our chicken eggs to, uh, you know, froth that baby up. And a 45 to 60 minute episode turned into two hours and you know, sometimes you do something slightly inebriated and you look back and you go back and you edit out a lot of it. And other times you look back and you go, wow, we actually talked about some pretty significant ideas and things that we've done, things that we've learned. I think it'll be really valuable, but we wanted to split it up into three episodes because it was so long. Uh, so this is part one. Part two will be coming out. And, and then after that, of course, part three. You can listen to the entire show and watch it on our YouTube channel, uh, and you can also check out other content that we have on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, we are Cock Talk the Podcast. Welcome to the show, and enjoy the episode. What's this band's name? Oh, somewhere south of here. Somewhere south of here. If, uh, if you're looking for some good alt-rock music. Yeah. Uh, punk punk alt-rock? I don't punk know. Cult? I don't punk know. Cult? Punk alt? Um, yeah, I don't know what they classify we themselves as. We should probably as. clap so we actually like, have a... Yeah, that'd be easiest. Can actually start yep. for real. Okay. Was that loud enough? Yeah, it was good enough. Is that a little bitch clap? <laughs> a little bitch clap? <laughs> <laughs> you just... When you looked up at your hat, your eyes went like this. At first, when you would look up at your hat, um, I think, you know, as we, we begin Cock Talk, the podcast episode number five, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening. Uh, Joel does indeed. That is not CGI. It is not uh, a filter. It's a real deal. This is a real Stetson. Is it a Stetson? Oh, no, God, no. I don't have that kind of money. I don't have Stetson money. <laughs> Cody James, uh, still a nice. I mean, Cody's a, Cody's a great guy. He's a good guy. Um, Makes good hats. He does. He's uh, it's not bad. Um, but yeah, it was it was getting cold in Michigan, and I was like, you know what? Got to get a bucket. I really want a cowboy hat. So I got my first felt, and I was excited about it. I love it. You know, my first cowboy hat I bought when I was seventeen, and we used to go. There's a place in uh, in Livonia, actually. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Scott Colbert, Scott yeah, Colbert, yeah. I think is what it's called. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there. Um, I don't think it is. No, um, but because I remember, like, where the where the hell you know what? If they could have just Cowboy held out till Yellowstone was popular, that store would probably be <laughs> rocking again. They would have taken off for right? sure. Uh, yeah, we were there, and I was like, it'd be so cool to have a cowboy hat. And this would have been two thousand and three, four, somewhere in there. And my friend's mom was with us, and she's like, "I'm gonna buy you a cowboy hat." I was like. You will free cowboy hat, and she, you know, it was like a sixty, seventy dollar cowboy hat that my friend's mom just bought me. Uh, but yeah, anyways, there's only like, one thing better than a cowboy hat: a free cowboy hat. A free cowboy, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, so, I was, okay, so hold, side story: was that free? No, it it wasn't. Um, but I was working a, a freelance gig, at, you know, doing some some AV stuff, and one of the guys I was working with, um, well, the the event manager was like, "Hey, I'm gonna take everyone out to." to five guys for lunch and i was like great yeah i love five guys she's like that's okay and i said yeah it's okay but there's only one thing better than five guys a free she cowboy said, hat with five guys <laughs> she said what's that and everybody in the room looked at me as if i was talking to everybody 
And she goes, what's that? And some guy out of the back goes, six guys? And everybody's like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, I was going to say free five guys, man. He was man. into some weird things. Yeah. No, um, he's... <laughs> one of my buddies got a brand new number in college. You know, hey, I got a new phone. I got a new number. Here's my new number. He got a voicemail before he gave out anyone the number. So it was like somebody calling for the old number. Mm. And the voicemail was like, hey, man, it's Pat. Just want to let you know I'm super excited for the man party tonight. I'm bringing over all my gear. And like, what's <laughs> the weirdest now thing? Now I want to know, uh, Pat, where's we, this party at? We, what's uh, happening yeah, here? Yeah, we, we tried. We tried Damn. real hard to, like, come on. That'd have been so, good. That would have been good. Yeah. Uh, what the hell did you put in this drink? Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is a beautiful drink. This is, it's I mean, so this good. is my taste, my take on a whiskey sour. Okay. Uh, whiskey sour is probably my, like, if there is. A wedding drink that I have, it's like I'm going to a whiskey sour. Okay. I mean, I'll drink something. Some some weddings won't let you drink neat. Right? Like they're like, yeah. Oh no, sorry, we can't. We Venues. A lot of times they're like, Well, we can we just have to add ice. And you're like, okay, fine, just add some ice and then you know, you drink it fast enough and yeah. The ice is just kind of there along for the ride. Uh but yeah, I like whiskey sours. I can't tell you how many weddings I've forgotten because of whiskey sours. <laughs> Uh, but maybe my own. <laughs> no, I don't. I remember my own. <laughs> uh, but wake up the next morning. Who is this woman? Uh, it's my wife. I haven't been married that many times. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, this whiskey sour. I mean, I guess the thing that makes it unique, but really, what's supposed to be in a whiskey sour are the egg whites, which did indeed come from your backyard chickens. They did. So there you go. Our homesteading experience in a drink. Uh, unfortunately, we can't grow lemons in Michigan. Otherwise, you know, know. we totally would drop yep. some lemons in there that we grew. Uh, but there's lemon. You made the simple syrup. Uh, you harvested the eggs from your your beautiful chickens out back, and uh, yeah, and then there's this old Forster whiskey in there. And so I want to I want to touch on this though because I feel like we're gonna get a lot of comments. Be like, okay, oh, okay. you got you got the cheap shit. That's the that's the that's the bottom shelf old Forster. Hundred hundred proof honestly man i and i'm not saying i i feel like there's gonna be a lot of comments be like well you just like cheap whiskey because you can't afford real whiskey i've had expensive whiskey and it's really good but for 27 bucks this is some of the best whiskey you can buy for 27 dollars. yeah in my opinion my my humble uh unqualified opinion this is some of the best i mean all the whiskey all those like middle of the road you know you've got old forester I mean, Buffalo Trace and Maker's Mark, they're not much more expensive. No. They're, they're, and they're really, they, they have a different vibe to them. Mm -hmm. But this is a great, like, hey, I want to make a whiskey sour. Where, like, the whiskey is not the center point of this drink. It's no. the sour mix. Right. Now, you can go and buy a sour mix, but it's going to have probably have high fructose corn syrup in it. Yep. It's going to have a whole bunch of crap in it, tons of sugar. This is just pure lemon squeezed out and then yep. some homemade simple syrup. So no, uh, no crap in this and, um, and you, you take it all, you, you shake it and it creates this beautiful little froth here. So there is, there is for people that don't know about the, the, the froth for an egg white, there is a, a technique. So you're supposed to shake the egg white dry. So no ice first, right. get it going and then add ice for the second shake. Yes. And don't that make that really, mistake. Yeah. Which really helps. We did jump the gun a little bit. We drank. We had took a few sips. We dropped the big giant whiskey cube in here. There was a lot more froth. There was <laughs> a lot of froth once there the ice cube got in there. Um, 
But we're gonna go through this really quick. At least I am. Because you know, this is this is my good. favorite part about this drink. There's five f- fucking grams of protein in this drink. How yes. many drink? How many drinks can you say? Hey, there's protein in Listen, that alcoholic drink. If you're if you're trying to bulk up. This, this is this is the drink for you. Uh, yeah, I, I love I'm it. not not trying to bulk up. I think I'm always trying to bulk up. I'm I'm just always bulky. Always so. bulky. <laughs> it's not even I tried to bulk. Always it's just bulking. always always bulky. Just doing it. Uh, it's always bulk season for me. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. All right. So on today's show, we really wanted to dive into some. Uh, I guess some more like philosophical ideas. You mm-hmm. know, we we were actually. Our initial plan was to have uh, uh, Tyler here. Tyler's sick. Boohoo. Uh, not boohoo. I was kind of douchey. Uh, <laughs> we are actually sad Tyler's we were, not here. We were. We wanted him here. And then uh, your wife is going to be on the show and she's yep. sick too. So uh, everybody is down for the count, which is, you know, why we're drinking this immune blaster. Uh, just it's a lot, just of, vit- a lot of vitamins in there. A lot of, actually, a lot of vitamin C. Yes. Yeah. Vitamin C, protein. Protein. And like all the what goodies, more could you want? I mean, shoot, it's just going to clear us right out. Uh, you can pretty much supplement your entire diet with just this drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe take a, maybe don't have whiskey in it every time. But yeah, if you just had lemon, egg whites, and a little sugar. Because I mean, you've got you've got protein. You've got low calories. Like. You've got hmm. your fats. You know, somebody out there is like, well, you guys are going to get salmonella because you're having egg whites. Have you seen that guy? There's a guy on social oh, media. Yes. He's like over 30 days into eating raw chicken every single day. He posts a video every day of him eating raw chicken. Yes. And he is still not sick. You, you think it was, I'm going to eat raw chicken every day until I get a tummy ache. Yes. And I, I want to say he's on day like 25 or something. No, is, he's, he's, he's over now? a month now. It's like 33 days now. I've. He keeps popping up in my newsfeed. Same, so. because it's um, hilarious. And I keep watching it, because it's the most disgusting thing to watch him get sick. <laughs> and he's like, all right, here we go. I'm going to put this chicken into a blender and make a right. protein oh, shake. Uh, like, there was one he almost got me. It was like day 18 or something, where he was like in a bib, like in a hospital gown. And he's like, all right, so finally got sick. And uh, here we are. So this is my proof video that I got sick. And then he's like, sick of not eating more chicken. And then this doctor walks in with a plate of chicken he's like here's your chicken you need his that and he's <laughs> him and the doctor both start eating raw chicken and i was like what the fuck i love it i i, I mean it's a genius account because that account is brilliant. like 30 days old and he has hundreds of thousands of followers yeah it's it's wild um and i i don't know what the point of it is i don't know if i it's think that like it, it's actually to or... prove that um raw meat doesn't actually hurt you that the what we've grown to understand or learn to understand about raw meat is that it, it's not actually going to make you sick. Um, and by and large, if you look at the chances of getting something like salmonella uh, poisoning from chicken, it is very, very, very small compared to lettuce. I think a big <laughs> like you were just <laughs> right. So it's, it is like almost a guarantee that at some point, if you eat a lot of lettuce, you are going to get salmonella poisoning, which is crazy to think about. I think, I think a big part of it is though, is just this, um, lack of quality control with our food supply obviously so yeah, like i don't know what kind of chicken he's like is he getting a chicken off of like you know somebody where he knows where the chicken's coming from i would or just assume like straight so. grocery store I, chicken i wouldn't trust grocery store chicken yeah um i'll eat grocery store chicken but i'm not undercooking or not cooking grocery store chicken i thought it was weird too i used to work for a burger place I used to manage a burger place down in florida 
And I, I worked at the commissary for a while where they prepare all of the burger meat and you'd get the big slabs of brisket and sterling and then we'd, you know, cut them up in slices and then they'd be blended together. All 100% grass-fed beef, all natural. It came from a really, really good source. But I remember sitting there cutting it up for the first time like, oh yeah, they're teaching me like, hey, this is how you cut this, this is how you trim it, and this is how it's going to go in the grinder. And the guy I was working with, um, he just like literally took a cut and then just like ate a bite of it. And I was like, bro, that's like, that's, that's just came out the fridge. Like there, it's not rare. It's not blue. Like that literally just came out of the fridge. And he's like, if the meat comes from a good source, you're not going to get sick. And I was like, okay, so what does this taste like? So I started eating literally just pure raw meat. It's still cold. And uh, it tastes like a rare burger. And I was like, interesting. So it was kind of like this, like. Hey, we're testing this. Make sure the meat tastes good. Like, make sure like nobody's okay. gonna get sick. Okay. And you, because I guess it, if you taste it and it tastes nasty, you just spit it out. And yeah, be fine. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I like rare rare meat. So yeah. I mean, if, but I I have never I've never gone raw. Yeah, I have raw dogged it, but I have never. Well, <laughs> you do have two kids. Well, that's true. So uh, clearly, yeah, it's uh, so okay. So I know we're trying to get to uh, what we're actually. Gonna talk about on the show so we'll try to let you know uh right now what we're going to talk about we're gonna, we wanted to talk a little bit philosophical about kind of the responsibilities that we have around our our house uh not necessarily just on the homestead but uh we'll start off talking you know what our role is on the homestead mm-hmm. uh we're married so what our wives role is on on our homestead what our children's role is on the homestead and how us as husbands have uh, taken the lead in some of those things and what that looks like. Yep. Uh, just that personal responsibility where I, th- I think it is very, very easy to just, you know, when you're married and you can lean on your husband, on your, your partner and just go, uh, you know, I don't really want to do this. Maybe you'll do this. And you just kind of hope that the other person picks up the slack and that, that is a very real temptation, but uh, just, we wanted to have that conversation about how do we go about taking that responsibility on and how we can manage that in our house and you know what everybody's role is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that it looks different in your family than it does mine, but I think we have a lot of the same vibes. Also. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think for our house is kind of unique because uh, my wife being a flower farmer, she has, I thought you were going to say my wife being unique. Being a flower, the flower that she is, <laughs> she's she's a flower, all right. Um, what kind of flower? I don't know that I could pinpoint her in a flower. Um, she smells like nice, Venus, but she like a Venus flytrap. If Venus flytraps smelled like peonies, that would be her because uh, she's spicy, man, and uh, I like it. Um, so <laughs> she's turning red right now, uh, but. The fact that she's got her flower farm, which is actually uh, 80 to 90 percent of our actual garden. Um, and on top of that, she's taking over 100 percent. She told me today that I, I have to find a new place to grow vegetables and fruit because no. she's taking all the flowers, which makes sense because she's actually making money from this. Right. Right. Um, Absolutely. But well, and that's and that's the that's the direction you go, right? Like yeah. sometimes you have an idea of where you're going to go, but you just like you're like, well, we're making it over here and these things over here suck so let's just go where the go where like the doors open right right um 
you know, but there's, so she's her hundred percent. Her primary focus is the flowers and all the responsibility for the flowers. Um, she'll pull on me when she needs me to, but, uh, I think I've, uh, miscut enough stems to where she's just like, I think I can take it from here. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the, the fruits and vegetables, like that's me and grabbing our kids and being like, okay, let's go look at the, uh, the trellis for the green beans today. Let's see how many, uh, green beans that we have. Um, you know, throw them on your shoulders. You got the big cattle fencing, you know, walk through for in our garden for all the, the hanging beans and they're able to just kind of pick away. Um, but it's, it fluctuates day to day. Like everybody knows that these things need to be done. Sometimes a responsibility falls on another person because they've got something else that they've got to do. Right. Right. Yeah. The way, the way I kind of see it is, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, especially like coming from uh, a Christian background, there's a lot of like the, you know, the husband's the leader and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I like to think of it more like a, a business and not that your bar- your marriage is a business, but I think that your family needs to be run sort of like a business in order for it to be really successful. Like how many businesses are successful that just like throw stuff onto the wall and see what sticks and like nobody's managing it. Nobody, right. you know, nobody has, has roles. It's just every, a free for all. No, it, it doesn't work. So I like to think of it more like I'm the CEO and I have buy-in from my wife on all this. So I like, I'm the CEO, but how many CEOs are successful without a great COO or a CFO, somebody who is managing other things like the CEO just happens to be maybe the face. Uh, but there's a lot of other very important, equally important and, and probably like somebody that actually does more crucial things behind the scenes. Uh, and, and that would be my wife. My wife's more like Katie's like the, she's the CFO, COO, and I'm the CEO. And do we like, we absolutely collaborate on everything, but there are things where it's like one of us at certain times can say, no, you know, like this is, this is how it's going to go. And okay. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. That's Uh, because we both have, we both have equal like veto power and we've talked about it. If ultimately it came down to like, we both were super passionate about something and we felt like one way was and we were or we were pulling in totally different directions who who gets the final say and it's been you know kind of like all right mark you get the final say but in f- how many years have we been married four five almost five years holy crap almost five years you've been married for almost we're coming up on 10 10 yeah um we've never come to that place like we've never been in a place where one person has to veto the other person. It's yeah. always like there's a mutual respect. We work through it. And like, I don't want to make it. I don't, I'm not doing anything without buy-in. Yeah. You know, if you, if you you can start things, I, I think sometimes you can like, you can tiptoe your way into something without full buy-in where the other person is kind of like, all right, we'll see where this goes. And yeah, honestly a lot of times it it goes nowhere and then it just kind of just disappears but as far as this homesteading thing uh and the totality of it we walked into it we walked into it together but me probably leading it and but then it was her being like oh we gotta get some more chickens it's just too fun chicken math (laughs) chicken math yes and and that's the way that we approach it is just you know ceo cfo whatever you want it like there's 
both people are equally important. Both people have an equal share in the vote. And we both have kind of figured out along the way what we should be responsible for. Uh, Yeah, I definitely, from even a third-party perspective, see that a lot with with you and Katie is um, there, there are very much times where you're like, I mean, we've got a lot of people at the house at one time. Like, everybody's hanging out. We've been drinking. We've been eating. The kids are... You know, it's way past their bedtime. They're getting crazy. And it's just like, Mark, grab this. Or you're like, Katie, get this. Like, it's time to go. And like those decisions, everyone's like, there's there's no ego involved. It's, right. yeah, th- okay. You you see something that I don't. There's a mutual respect there. We grab it and we get it done. Um, and that's, that's really cool. I think that's very um, unique to relationships nowadays um, where I think a lot of people want this idea of, um, equal pull in the relationship, but I think very few people actually achieve it. Um, cause I feel like I, my wife, Kate and I, I feel like we have very similar dynamic where, um, if I say, no, we're doing this, like, this is how this needs to go. She's like, okay, she can disagree with me and she'll be very vocal about her disagreement. Fine. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, it's like, okay, we're going to do it. And, you know, and then in the back of my mind, it's like, man, I really hope I don't screw this up because then she's going to be right. And then, <laughs> which usually happens. And then um, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But it's never, it so rarely, I can't, I probably could count on, on one hand the amount of times that there's like this pull rank mentality where it's like, no, this has to happen. And usually if that's the case, it's like an emergency situation. Like cool. it's like a decision has to be made and we need to take action now. There's no time for discussion. Follow what I say. Yeah. Or there, like, there's a pretty there. There, I think the reason why you have to have somebody who can make this is the decision. Like, you have to have somebody who gets to say, "We're making this decision. Like, yeah. this is what we have to do." Yeah. Because invariably, someone is going to be scared, mm-hmm. and that's normal. It's it's okay. It's allowed. Uh, there's decisions that are huge and that can change your whole life, like where you live and where your kids are going to go to school. And, yeah. Like what your job's gonna be. I mean, I just look at, you know, you guys and 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 we we really wanted to have Kate on, uh, because yeah. we wanted to have her talk, and, and we will, we will. Uh, Kate's flower farm. We're just gonna put her in the description anyways, because people. <laughs> Why should, not? You should just follow her, um, especially if you like flowers. But, I mean, you know, somebody who, a wife coming to you going, hey, I want to quit my job and start a flower farm. Mm -hmm. I know it's not, it's more nuanced than that, but like I want to quit my like highly educated job that she had Mm -hmm. and start a flower farm. A lot of people be like, "Eh, I don't know. I don't know, babe. I think you should like start this on the side or something. And, uh, and I think that it takes a lot of courage as, uh, the leader of the household, the CEO to go, yes, this is the right move for our family. Right. And, and then to watch how, like not just okay, fine, do it, but like the support behind it and the uh, the fostering of all those things, taking your free time and pouring it into that yeah. business too, and and watching how that has all come together and is like now just starting to boom, uh, is really cool to see. And it is the culmination of all this. Like yeah. you are partners, and like you saw that your partner is unhappy, and you made a change, and that was like a very very brave thing to do because. Most people are so tied to their paycheck. Yeah. And most people are need that, that yeah. security and the stability of a regular paycheck. And to 
dive out into that. It's, I mean, that's it, it. Absolutely, was tough. I mean, leaving a, a full time job that where um you know was getting good pay and had benefits to start a flower farm, and then I did the same thing. Not much, not right. much sooner, right. or not much uh, later. Um, I left. Are you guys entrepreneurs? Something like that. <laughs> um, serial entrepreneurs, if that's it. Um, but you guys like going after Kellogg's and Post. <laughs> no, <laughs> different cereal. Um, but what if you just started growing some? You could grow some stuff back there and make some cereal out of it. Then you could actually be a cereal cereal entrepreneur. Cereal entrepreneur. <laughs> on top of everything you do. That's it. We'll like, grow wheat. Just, we just want to make one box of cereal just so that we could say. And the, the, the ironic part being because Kate has celiac, so she wouldn't even be able to eat it. <laughs> okay, but there's some grain-free cereals that are bomb. Okay, so what grain-free cereals do you Costco actually like? has them. They have this one. So there's this one that's like straight up Fruit Loops, but it's totally clean and like I've good ingredients and it's grain it, it, it's gluten-free it's amazing i think he uh, would love that because so it's freaking expensive you're like we all, i think we paid 12 bucks for this thing and you're like oh okay God. it's a costco sized cereal thing cool and you open it up and you're like the bag is like this <laughs> i was like is this a bag of fruit snacks is this so, a joke but uh there was that and then there was also one that was like a a chocolate one and it was made of pure cocoa so it was mm. it was gluten-free too it was like four grams of sugar per serving, which is, if you know, if you have That's ever read the bad. back of a nutrition thing of, of cereal, you know that even stuff where they're like, this is the healthiest cereal ever, 15 grams of sugar included. Yeah. Like, yeah. even granola has as much sugar as, like, frosted flakes. So I like to, I like, I really love cereal. Yeah. I used to get these huge bowls of cereal before bed as a kid. Yeah. Just cranking on cereal. But so, now I go back and I look, I'm like... I was probably having 120 grams of sugar before. Bed. Yeah, yeah, like uh, 800 calories, 400 right. grams. But of I was sugar playing hockey, so it just all, yeah, it all came off. Well, it's funny because when Kate and I were dating, and she was still living at her parents' house, is when I'd get off at work at 11 o'clock at night, That's drive true, an right. hour home, and then I would show up at her parents' house. She would like let me in the front door. Everybody's asleep, and her and I would share a bowl of cereal, and then I drive back home and go to bed. And it was kind of like a, you know, hey, we're saying like good night, like we're thing, just, yeah, you know, in. We ate so much cereal, and her parents always had at least ten boxes of cereal no in the pantry at all time. She <laughs> got celiac that's from what it was. from the cereal. It was all of her habits beforehand. But yeah, so uh, let, let's let's we'll we'll divvy back in here. Yeah, we'll, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's refill yeah. our drinks yes. because we're both yes. we're oh, both oh, empty. Yeah, we're one minute away. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about kind of preparedness and responsibilities. All right, sounds good. Sweet.